This is the Unscripted Podcast. Uh, foreign countries, gator hunting, and uh, playing basketball in wheelchairs. <laughs> beating. <laughs> beating wheelchair-bound guys it only, in basketball. It only happens in this podcast. Yeah, I know it. So, so uh, how do we want to break this up? Well, ben, that's, first like of all, we, gotta, we just need to, we need to get Ben on here. Yeah. And just, we, need to, we need to have an exclusive interview. Yeah. Only right here. The the big thing is is that um, we, we the mics in the cabin. The big over thing here. is is that Ben like played a guy in basketball in a wheelchair, yeah, and decided to beat him. Well, what's even worse I can is, is what's even worse, Bob, is we're trying our best to teach this guy the gospel. Yeah, you he hadn't been back to church since. I, I know, and and Ben's like it's all for evangelism. Paul said, "I become all things to all men in order that I might save some." Yeah. I think that probably Ben. The I got to defend myself. Yes, come on on here, Ben. Ben was so ready to defend himself for uh, so long. Um, he was he'd been so upset, Chris, because we've been talking about him on here. Yeah, I needed to. But Chris, you, uh, I understand that Chris, you you hooked Ben up with a. Uh, well, we 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 talk about that in a minute too. I, All right, so Ben, explain yourself. Talk about that one. Ben, explain yourself. So you know, like here's here's the deal about it. You know, like if we're gonna if we're gonna play, I mean, this guy, this guy, he he's he's in a wheelchair. He's in a Okay, he is in a wheelchair. <laughs> okay, he is in. He, you know, like like, like Ben was gonna leave that part like out. Constantly. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Like but, the poor guy's <laughs> paralyzed. But I was trying to connect with him. You know, he came. He moved down to Hattiesburg. So you trash him in basketball. Well, he moved down to Hattiesburg to to. To, to play with There's a whole lot of stuttering going on, Ben. When people start stuttering, let me tell you, I, I'm not a cop. Ben, Bob was a cop, but yeah. I'm telling you, like, I know how lies are made up. Well, you you got to let me explain myself, okay? <laughs> okay, right. So we're down. From the start. Okay. This so, is kind of like so Acts, uh, Acts 11, you, you know, right, right, where right. the Jews were like, Peter's I'm talking telling, to Peter. I'm trying to tell the you story. You went in uncircumcised. <laughs> 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 I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tell the story. All right, here, go ahead. Okay, okay, so let me, okay. let me explain myself. So he moves here. So he moves here. He needs to get a haircut. Right. So he goes to Don's barbershop. Mm-hmm. Gets a haircut from Don. Don, you know, talking he, to you, Mike. Good. He, he's he's really trying to be evangelistic, so sees. So he tells him about the church. We actually set up a study with him, but he moved down here. This guy moved down here to play wheelchair basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, so, I didn't even know that there was a, a wheelchair league in Hattiesburg. Did you? No, I didn't. I mean, like I, I haven't seen it advertised, or I didn't know it either. You can. Hey, one more reason to move to Hattiesburg. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can get it all here. That's right. And so I invite him. I, I invite him. I'm like, hey man, you you want to you want to play wheelchair basketball? You know, I was trying to connect with him. You know, right. do you know the rules of wheelchair basketball? Uh, no. I mean, so, it's pretty simple. You can't, I, you, you can't dribble it. You can't. You'll never get called for double dribbling. You can't yeah. stand up. And, or, or, <laughs> I mean, it's a rule. Like if Ben yeah. would have stood up, he would have been in trouble. What? What would that right? be? A foul? I guess so. Do you it get the free travel? That would have be, been uh, walking. Well, if he's in the three-point line, do you get three then, or how does it work? Do you know? Hey, man, I don't know. No, no, just... it would have been. It would have been walking. <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I mean, that's a walk, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So they don't. Or... So they don't call. Yeah. No. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like the ref, he blows the whistle. Mm-hmm. Traveling. I've only walking. played one time, Bob. Okay. I've only played one time. Yeah, no. You know I'm, talking about, I'm talking about real because, basketball. Because you beat him. I, I wasn't going to let him beat me. <laughs> what know? do you mean? I What's mean, wrong with him letting you beat? You? Let me explain. To he, you he plays wheelchair basketball 
you know, I guess semi-professionally. So it's like, okay, you know, I got a wheelchair. We got out in the parking lot. We started playing basketball, and I so, wasn't going to lose. They so, wheeled out this old wheelchair I know that Ben had with had cobwebs on it, and it was fun from the yeah. bus barn or wherever I mean, storage here at the church. So you don't feel bad about that at all? No, no. You, you play to win. When, so okay. when did you beat him? Uh, it was probably about like a month ago. I know. Has he been back to church since? No, but we've invited him. I Has picked he? him up this morning. Went to you know took him to work. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Well, that's better. Well, gonna, I will say back. this: that we did study together one time after this. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So after I beat him, he came to Bible study. You know, humbled so, him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Submission. But he just but, got back on the team and. In Hattiesburg, and so I'm, I'm going to go to one of his games. Yeah, you know? no, we we love him. We just wanted to trash you, Ben. Yeah, that was yeah. all about you. Yeah, ben. that was that was. Yeah, that was the. I just had to get I had to get on the mic and defend myself today. You know, y'all saying right, I'm, I'm beating cripples out here. You know, well, you were. I, yeah, it, it just doesn't sound good when you say it. Ben, here, take my chair. You can just stay on here today. So let's uh let's let's ask Chris questions about uh about Honduras. So so, Chris, what'd you do? What'd you do in Honduras today or the last week? Well, it was just um, you know, the whole idea of the week was that we were going to, you know, preach the gospel. I'm not sure what, exactly what you're asking me. I mean, that's a pretty broad brush, you know. It right. was. Well, Chris, we're trying to so what was the? <clears throat> what was the mission? Like, what, what were you trying to get accomplished? Who all did you take? Just give us kind of the rundown, yep, an so, overall picture of what happened last week. Well, you know, we took a bunch of folks from um, like this, the audio on this is going to sound crazy. I mean, like it's just beating and banging around the whole time. But um, well, if you would have been talking the whole time, they wouldn't have heard all that. Well, Bob, it's it sounds like a marauding band of pirates so first in the of background. All, did you have to wear a mask on the plane? No. Check. That was a great first uh, and, experience. And let me just tell you this: that um, go ahead, tell us. Diplomatically, you know, it was diplomatically. <laughs> there was there was um, a strong push towards wanting us to wear them everywhere in the country. Oh, and um, so why why is that? Are they just kind of behind the the curve on the COVID stuff? Yeah, when or? I was down there in May, I mean, it was just crazy. And I mean, I, I don't know how it is in the big cities in America because I, I hadn't been. To, I didn't go to any of the big cities during the COVID foolishness but the i know that i went into one place down there and like that a bunch of places were like this but one place in particular like i I wanted to go somewhere where i could watch the ball this was during march madness and so i was gonna watch the final four game with duke and carolina and the like you had to scrub your feet on a mat of antibacterial stuff like they had a mat that was foot washing yeah a foot washing so you scrubbed your feet and you put your mask on and you walked from me to you to your table and you took your mask off but don't they have like bigger stuff you know like more deadlier diseases down there than just no COVID? what do you mean i mean like the normal stuff that we got yeah I mean, but like malaria and except other. yeah chicken down yeah. there yeah that's i mean they a, have all those things too but but that's the thing is like the mosquito kills between 750,000 and a million people Every year, okay? So every year, a million people are going to die from the mosquito. But nobody down there ever uses bug spray. Nobody down Mm -hmm. there ever worries about any of the mosquitoes, but they were worried to death about this COVID thing. Well, you know, we had our clinic, and um, so, you know, every year we'll do uh, we we, – we went to a place called Monteras, which is like in on the Atlantic – I mean the Pacific side of the country, Mm -hmm. and – 
It was about 10 minutes from the beach. We worked with the local church there. Uh, Rudy Ramirez is a you know preaching school student from um, Panama. He's been there for two years. The congregation's been there for several years, and uh, they've actually got their own building and everything. And Rudy, he, I, I sound like I remember him. He's pretty energetic, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of a he's a good guy. He's he's young, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the uh, I'd say he's mid twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a real good leader. Good, you know, and he, and he's tall, you know, and so he, he's got kind of a commanding presence just in and of his stature you know and uh so he's a good guy great you know he'll be a great you know servant for the lord he's a welder his daddy's mm-hmm. a welder preaches in, in another congregation not far from there and so rudy you know i mean I, somebody's probably got a picture of it you know i'm not much of a picture taker but he had he had made the door for the front of the church and like in it he had in the bars like he had made a picture of a flower and then like a little bird and stuff mm-hmm. like that he had bent the iron and everything like that yeah. so he just got a lot of talents and a good guy, and we set up with the church down there, and uh, we had a medical mission, and about thirty people from the states came with us down there, and um, you know we set up, gave them free medicine, gave That's them estatosinitis, <laughs> the um, yeah from the states and uh, los estados, and but uh, we we took about thirty people from with us from the states down there, and I was doing the proper noun translation. No espanlo. You, you know, no, no Spanish. I, I'm, I'm trying to work on it. No know? espanlo. I know. I was like, you're no right. sweet and low either. <laughs> right. You, you know, it's a, I'm gonna, all right. But, Sorry, but, I keep messing things up. The um, but you know, our, kind of our plan was to work with a local congregation and uh, help them, you know, get some real stage presence in the community. And they're strategically located. You know, when you come into the city, you literally have to pass right by the church. So mm-hmm. you can't come into the city or get out of the city without going by the church. And so the church is always going to be, you know, a, a passed by spot. Yeah. And um, so we wanted to get them some, you know, some FaceTime, as it were. And um, I guess they, um, I know when we went, I got to hang up a banner at, um, on one of the uh, medical campaigns, but I'm sure that there have been. You know, they've been advertising for a little while. They have. And, uh, you know, crazy thing is, is two days into it, I, um, I took all the KW crew and uh, some of the guys from our congregation where I come from back home that went with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, we'll go get some, <clears throat> we'll go get us a picture in front of the banner. Somebody hung a beer, t- <laughs> beer sign up over top of the banner. Because I was like, the banner was, I thought it was right here. Maybe it's down some. And I kept driving and driving. I got plumb out of the city, and I was like, well, I reckon somebody hung the beer sign over top of the, they they used, just used the banner that we'd hung across the street. Yeah, you know. support. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, now we got something to hang our beer sign on. And so that, was the, end, that was the end of the, the church banner. So walk us through an average day <laughs> of of your trip to Honduras. So so what, what, what you know, um, what would you do in the morning? Um, what did yeah. the what did what did lunchtime look like? Well, it's, afternoon. It, you have to view this from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. and if somebody were to, if you hear the logistics of it, you may hear physical things. But this is, um, you know, the well, we take two kind of approaches to this. In Acts thirteen, when Paul and Barnabas say, "Let us go back and strengthen or visit the churches and appoint elders," you know, the idea behind that was that they were going back. They were already the church, even though they didn't have elders, right? Mm-hmm. But they were going back to strengthen those churches. So, 
you know, we either do it on a congregation that we've started or a congregation that's been there for many years and try to give them a bump in the arm. Well, you know, this year was a unique year. This was the first post-COVID year. This is literally the only campaign done in Latin America this year. And I pushed and pushed and pushed. And, you know, we went with half the people. And, you know, the— Was uh, Phil with y'all all week? He was with us all week. And so uh, we went with half the people and— um because he tip- was posting like crazy. It was awesome. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm just terrible about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I just never take the pictures. We know. Yeah. And the, um, so the typical day is we'll wake up in the morning and we'll eat breakfast together. Then after breakfast, we're going to have us a Devo. You know, we'll sing some songs in English, sing some songs in Spanish, and uh, we'll have a, a, a bilingual devotional you know, whatever it is. So we're going to, you know, just a two, three minute bump, you know, just to get us started for the day. And then we'll start, we will, whoever needs to go, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, whatever, dentist, you know, whatever the situation is, the medical staff, if they need to, if they feel compelled that they need to get in to their spot, you know, and get the, whatever they would need to get set up for the day, they can go, but we'll then break off and have a uh, ladies' class and a men's class. Yeah, and, and so just so for the audience, it's a free medical campaign that's also evangelistically. Um, yep, and set and, up. and and that's the reason behind it is that. Yeah. So we want to um, give free medicine out so we can evangelize the people. And, and you got to understand, like you may think, like their healthcare is already free. Well, it is, but it's a complete false misnomer to this. And yeah. what I mean by it is that the actual, I can illustrate it like this. If you go to a tire shop and they deducted whatever the labor cost was from your bill, that that would be the only part of any medical work that's done in Honduras free. Everything else you pay for. All the every. I mean, uh, one time I went to the a pharmacy and Barry from up at. Uh, mm-hmm. Al Holly, but Winchester area. Um, he said, we're out of, uh, tongue depressors. So I go and, and I go to the pharmacy and I asked the girl, uh, I need some tongue depressors. And she, she said, how many do you want? Well, I said, well, how many do you have? And this girl was gone for like 15 minutes. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Well, she comes back and she's like (laughs) 1,563. And I was like, oh man, I, you know, you forget that you pay per piece on everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll take them all now. You know, <laughs> since you didn't count them all, I'll take them all. And we'll just use them, you know, however long it takes us to go through them. That's what we'll do. So so you go to the hospital, you you literally pay for every pair of gloves. You pay for every tongue depressor. You yeah. pay for every little. So if you yeah, get, you don't have the $10 shop fee that you have around here. Yep, exactly. That's so, just all-inclusive. Or, yep, and so everything that you would use. Man, that's a lot of charting for it, them. It is, and and that's how that's how come it's it's free, but it's not. You're actually, mm-hmm. so it'd be like if you went to a tire shop, whatever the guy makes an hour, mm-hmm. 25 bucks an hour. Yeah, you get yep. that off your bill. You get that off your bill, and everything else you still pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the lug nuts or the whatever it is. Yeah, the tires. You, the valve stem. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the glue that goes on the inside, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. all that stuff you'd pay for. Well, so, and because, you know, they have this kind of system set up where, Ben, you want to be a doctor, you can go to school for X amount of time for free, but in turn, part of your residency is you'll pay back in service your um, time you know, as, as tuition trade. And so, what does that look like? You know, two, three years. Just I, it, it's, it's, 
I've asked, and I get a different answer every time. So I learned to quit asking the questions. And and it seems to me that it, it kind of it's typical with the specialty that they're going after, right? So if they're just general doctor, it doesn't seem to be as long. If they're wanting to specify, you know, like have a specialty like hip bone type yeah. guys or something that's going to be a little bit longer. And so, but it doesn't. But, but either way, so so medical campaign, free medicine and medical care is real appealing to the because it's really free because it's appealing to the locals yeah and it's not fake free Mm -hmm. you know and so so our idea is is that we can get them in with this medical campaign well my idea behind it also is that people that that want to go and be evangelistic and be part of the church this gives them an opportunity to do something that they may necessarily never been able to to find a niche that they can do so like i took you know uh two nurses with us from the states i took uh, my wife and uh, Tom's wife, Pat and Jessica, they mm-hmm. both worked in the pharmacy. pharmacy One like. day, the pharmacist got sick, and they just became the pharmacist. Mm-hmm. So they were filling prescriptions, right? And the uh, and it's probably just a dehydration issue with him because once he sl- kind of slept it off, it was fine the next day. Well, you know, so so um, you know, and the ladies like Pat and Jessica, they switched. They one day one taught, one day the next one taught, and then and then the last day they talked together. Mm-hmm. And so that was a that was a good learning time for them. So you got breakfast, then you got your devotional, then you got your men's class, and we talk about the things that we need to talk about this year. Yeah, men's class versus ladies' class, right? Yeah, they'll call yeah. it preacher's class and, and I make sure to call it men's class because by default, all the men that are there from Honduras are mm-hmm. preachers. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they call it preacher's class. Well, I call it men's class so that all the dudes that want to go can you know, go. Right. Can go. Right. And so we'll have And these, everybody gets the training. Yeah, so we talked about unity and uh, what what that means, how we can be united. You know, because now Honduras is in their third generation of preachers. Mm-hmm. They're, at the, they're at the point now where, you know, the older men in the early 90s became preachers. And then their sons became preachers, and now you've got the guys that are in the early twenties now going to preaching school, coming out, and that aren't necessarily related to those guys, yeah. you know, but they're in their third generation. And so the um, it's just like everything, you know. There's always this this tendency of separation. You know, the younger guys aren't doing it like we did it, and mm-hmm. this and that and the other. So I wanted to kind of bridge some of those things together with unity. So we talked about unity this week in our class, and so we start the clinic, right? And then we start, you know, the 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 whoever's working the the line, you know, they have a way that they got it worked out where people can get their throughput, and you know, we'll have girls doing registration, and 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 the big thing is right when they start registration, you're talking to them about the church. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking to them about, you know, hey, we want to, you know, separate ourselves. And, and I put the locals there at registration table. So every person that comes to the clinic will meet somebody from the church, guaranteed this way. Yeah, that's great. You, you so they just have, y'all just have some tables. Like, what does the clinic look like? Or y'all well, just I mean, have it set up in the in the compound? Yeah, it's just, okay. a, you know, there, there's, there's very, there, classically, there, there are only churches you're going to find down there are Catholic churches and Mormon churches. Mm-hmm. You know, the only ones that really build churches to have buildings. Some of the Jehovah's Witnesses do or whatever, but most of the churches are just going to build a building or buy a building or something like it doesn't look like a church classic in, in, in America. Right. And so the the, comp- in the United States. Yeah. Because that's still America. Right. <laughs> yeah. I always say that because I got hammered by that whenever I was down there. Yeah. So they're like, this is America too. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so in the, states here you know the they'll the 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 you know everywhere's got a wall 
you know, yeah. just because of crime rate and security and everything like that. Everything's got, everywhere's got a wall. So they, um, we set the clinic up and they say, you come in through the door. Wet Rudy actually made the big metal gate door. It's a big rolling door. He made the door. They come in through the door, come to registration, kind of give you the, the, you know, get your name, rank, serial number, scenario. You go see the nurses for triage. What's and, your problem? And just so kind of people understand too, like I know that a, a hotel, um, the hotel that, that we stayed at before in Dan Lee was, uh, you had outside doors that were that could lock. Any kind of corridor that came in had metal bars that were that people you couldn't pass through with a lock on them. And then there was a courtyard for you to park in that had fourteen foot walls with a fourteen foot gate yep. and razor wire along the top of it. It's just uh it's just it's a, it's different in a third world country. It is. And um and so even <clears throat> even the churches most of these places will have that outer perimeter wall, so to speak. Even. Yeah, and it's and that's not nothing. You know, you, you it's figure, not unusual down there. Why did Nehemiah rebuild the wall? Yeah, it, it was security. Yeah, it wasn't because like, you know, there was these marauding bands of pirates everywhere. Yeah, you know, but it's just a, it's just a secured compound that mm-hmm. way. You know, you're secured. Yeah, you know? in the United States, man, get that way at some point. That's right, but we're not there now. We're not there yet, and so. But that yeah. man, back to that men's class. That was I know that I personally I grew from that. Whenever I went, those were those were good sessions, and it's really good sometimes for because uh, what I love about those the brethren down there is they do they work together a lot, and they'll do their own campaigns at times where they'll just go out and evangelize. But sometimes it's really good for them to to have somebody like Chris or or somebody from the states to come in and just really help build the whole group together and they're not um they're not just hearing the you know the same brother you know talk and and uh you can really build a lot of because some of those guys too um they can you know if they've been supported by you know the the church up here for a long time some of some of the times you know they might they they can get satan he's really good and can begin that comparison game you know with yep. finances or whatever and and that's why i talked about unity because you know there's just a there's just so many facets to it you know so that's why the men's class this year had to be about unity yeah and well and and you probably knew a lot of that from your recon trip down that's in march right. and and, and uh, you know i mean like you know i, I told them when i came you know because like i mean before i get there i start what what was the question you asked me a while ago ben is there any what do i have any what I forgot. Do you have any? Is there any deer jerky laying around? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in your yeah, pocket. Yeah, you got any deer jerky in your pocket? Yeah. Well, well, the reason. How often? How many times have you seen me eat deer jerky since you've been in? Nah, not yeah. often. You only do it for whenever you go down there. Yeah. And, and there's a reason. Word on why. the street was, you know, Chris. He had some left over. He was giving it out, you know, from his pockets. I did. In the I fellowship did. hall. I, I kept, uh, you know, about a. Yeah, court. the pre. Sometimes people need pre workouts, and Chris was giving people pre worship. You know, free right. <laughs> worship fuel. It, it had creatine in it. Yeah, the, um, protein. Well, well, the um, you know, I started out our last class that night, uh, and I said, "Guys, I just want you to think about something. Uh, I want you to know that the only time I really ever eat deer jerky is in Honduras." And I said, "The reason why I do that is because I remember the first year I came with it, you guys ate." Every bit I had the first day, and I never told you. I never told you that. And so I I learned that it's okay. So I started bringing it in smaller bags. 
So I bring seven bags of it this time, seven quart bags, and they ate everything but the last bag, and that's what I brought with me to Sunday. And I said, I want you to understand something, that that's something that we share special together, and I'm investing the time in you with that, and that's something that only we do together now. And I said, so I, I need you to understand that I really think you're special people, but we need to talk about some things very important with regards to unity. And, you know, I mean, I'm a straight shooter with this mm-hmm. stuff, and I didn't, I didn't. And you can. You've built a relationship with these people for more than a decade. And that's why, I, you know, I use the deer meat, the mm-hmm. bag of deer meat. You know, this is something, you know, this is my street cred with you guys. And the fact that we sit around and, you know, they were picking on me about how long my beard's got. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, you know, your beard's got awful long. I said, is that so your wife can pull you Jessica was eating lunch with me. Is that why your wife can pull me along? I said, yep, that's exactly right. But let me tell you something. My leash is a whole lot longer than you guys is are. Because <laughs> most of them don't even have a beard. Yeah. And so, the, uh, you know, the, it was just fun to pick with them like right. that. And But, you know, so those classes are, are – it's not about, like, me educating these stupid little mm-hmm. natives here, right? It's about, you know, us growing together – I would have those same classes here if we needed to have them here. Mm-hmm. And so once the clinic is going, you know, then it's, then, you know, once the throughput starts, we send people out in the community. So people are out into the community. They're doing their thing. And, you know, like, uh, you know, we'll send some of the preachers out. Rudy will have kind of an area that we need to canvas and we'll, we'll send them out to canvas the area. All that stuff will happen. Uh, you know, People coming through the clinic, if they want to ha- have any questions about the Bible, any kind of Bible study things they need to do, we'll do that, and we'll start the process. You know, like, if you come through the clinic and you have some questions about your faith, about the Bible, about what is the Church of Christ, we want to answer all those questions for you. So we'll have guys sitting there that are ready, and we'll start that conversation with them. And then the guys in the community, you know, we may send guys out to the schools you know, to talk to the schools about them, those type of things. And we'll just work through that until lunchtime. Then we'll break and eat beans and rice and tortillas. And Then you have a gospel meeting every night, right? Yeah, we'll do the same thing after lunch until the gospel meeting every yeah. night. And one of the local brothers will preach there. And um, Yeah, so we um, after the break, we want to talk about some of the results and uh, some of the, some some of the, the highlights yeah. and stories from, uh, from this trip. We'll be back in just a second. Oftentimes, when you think about spiritual decisions in our life, we don't think about how we spend our money. We understand that managing your finances can be a huge struggle for a lot of people. And that's why we've set aside a weekend on October the 1st and 2nd here at the Kinston Woods Church of Christ that is designed to help you with basic financial fundamentals. We're going to talk about things like how to set up a budget and give you other tools that will help set you up for years to come. I want to encourage you to join us on October the 1st and 2nd. For more information, look us up on Facebook or visit us on the web at kwchurch.org. I really appreciate your time, and I hope to see you there. Thanks again. So, you know, every trip has things that are special, you know. And and for me, because I've done this so many times. How many years? Uh... I mean, I, I've gone through my first passport, so more than 10, you know, and the um, I'd have to sit down. I don't know how many trips I've made, you know, but a lot. And the He made two with me. Yeah, but, they were but, special. You know, they're, they're trips that I don't remember the year 
that I met Bob. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember the place that I met Bob, but I remember meeting Bob. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I remember, well, yeah, whereas for me, it doesn't all run together because I only went on two trips. Yeah, so. I remember how special it was. I only had a first year and a last year. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, I remember how special of a person Bob was when I met him. And so those things stick out in my mind. Yeah. And so that was just a, a tremendous blessing. You know, a highlight for me was that I met Bob there. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a big thing. Um, you know, we've said this before on this podcast, but you and I forged a – a uh, a real strong friendship and relationship, you know, because the, you know, the, the 10 days that we had, you know, well, seven days, I guess, that we had, you know, met each other and worked together. It's like, it's just all out, you know, it's it's just it's pretty much a sprint as as hard as you can. It's unsustainable. Yeah, you're you're just you, it's just you think about as hard of a workout as you can, and um, you know in the field for evangelism and the heat and and then it's just the push of trying to grab one more soul, put one more relationship in yeah. place, restore one more person, um, whatever it may be. But there's a so that so you. You know, if you decide to go on a mission trip or if you're debating about it, like you're you're gonna think, um you're gonna think, Wow, you know, well, I wonder how much impact that I can have on people, but like it'll it'll impact your soul more than it'll impact anybody else. Yeah, and, and never you, you don't even start writing those checks. Yeah. You know, because you know, like you just are never gonna know, you know, what how it's gonna change your life. And and I'm telling you, you know, like I mean, I'm here today because of a, of a mission trip, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I called my wife in a in a in the, I mean, one of the hottest places still I've ever been on my first one. I was like, when I come home, we're gonna make changes. And she said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I don't know. I just know that I can't come down here, and I mean, just beat the bushes and shoot every rabbit that runs out of it all week long, and not come home and do this." And and and, you know, uh, this is not a horn tooting, but if if. I had studied with and, and baptized several people before I went on my first mission trip, you mm-hmm. know. But, but the Lord really put those on the tee for me. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you know, they they Here's were just a home run, bud. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, exactly right. And so the the um, but after that, it, it changed everything. And yeah. so so you know. Well, then now the Lord, you know, when you get a little more seasoned. Uh, you can you can kind of see those balls that are ready to be placed on the tee, and you can help put those on the tee for another Christian for Absolutely. them to study with. I mean, we've had those conversations. Absolutely, and so and, and that's the blessing. And so you know, you figured like this week. I'll just tell you some highlights, man. Like I, you know, I've tried to study with the doctors mm-hmm. for years because mm-hmm. part of the law down there is that if we do a campaign with the Gringos, us. And that's not a racial term. Mm-hmm. That's just what they call us, you know. Yeah. And I'm we're fine yeah. with it. Isn't and they it? call me Movie Loco, Movie yeah. Loco Gringo. And so, if you have a campaign, you have to have a local native doctor. Mm-hmm. So for years, I studied with them doctors at nighttime. You know, yeah. when everybody when they would get done, and and if they were a war slap out. You know, I won't want to drag them out right. for two hours. You know what I mean? And they got well, there's one sister who had been a member of the church for years. Yeah, uh, and so Dr. Norma. Yeah, Dr. So Dr. Norma, so here's the way this thing went down. In San Miguel, it's a barrio outside of um, the, the capital city, Tegu. There's a brother named Elias Rogue. His mm-hmm. son preaches in Kansas City. Yeah. They started the only Latino church 
in Kansas City. Elias, what's his son's name? Rogue. Yeah, okay. R O G. It looks like Rogue, mm-hmm. but it's Rogue. And so Elias Sr. preaches in San Miguel. San Miguel, yeah, they have a clinic in their congregation. Well, the, the you know, in like like an extension of their church house, you know, on the end of it is a clinic. And they use that kind of like we use our benevolence ministry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for serving the community and preaching the gospel. Yeah. So as time passed, you know, Elias and Norma, you know, they just kind of parted ways. And Elias got a lady that is a member of the church that owns her own clinic right up the street. And I mean, it's as far as from here to, you know, Canes from here. I mm-hmm. mean, less than a mile. Yeah. You know, walking distance. Three, four minutes, yeah. right? Well, she's got her clinic humping all the time. It's just a regular doctor's office, day in and day out. Well, so she can't come to San Miguel, but she said, I know a lady. So she gets another lady who's actually a neighbor of the church. That's a doctor. Her mm-hmm. Sylvia comes over. She works. Smart. That's it. And that's Christians doing it. Christians all to do it. And right. that's all yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And so you think about that. You know, like there's a blessing now. You get to touch another soul. So she's been coming over there for a year. Elias said, since she's been working on Tuesdays over there for a year, Elias, when he got to the clinic the first day, he said, brother, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. He said, our doctor is not a Christian, mm-hmm. but because of Tuesdays, you know, when she does the work on Tuesdays, he said, I, I just don't have a lot of time. I try to try to mm-hmm. give it a bump. And she has started to come to the assembly, you know, the church with us. And I said, he said, so can you study with her? And I, and and I, so I've studied with them all the time, so they just remember that, you mm-hmm. know, that I study with the doctors. So I took a different approach this year. I said, I thought about our uh, kids, you know, our, our Southern, you know, you guys got your SCSC shirts on, and I mm-hmm. thought about all the kids that go to Southern that abandon their faith. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, I said, could, could you help me with something? And she said, what's that? I said, well, it's always different when I study with somebody that's highly intelligent and – I'd like to know if you could help me because we have so many kids that come to our local university that abandon their faith. So I'd like to talk to somebody that's highly intelligent that obviously believes in God. And I'd like to ask you some questions Yeah. if if this is how I could approach these kids from this scenario. She said, oh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, I started this. I, I just I had a Bible study with right. her, right? Take note, people. <laughs> well, Take some notes. Well, Go ahead, And Chris. I just started through the process, right? Mm-hmm. And um, why do you believe in God? And and she's like, well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I have all this academic knowledge that we learned. And she said, but when you start cutting people open and looking inside of them, you can't deny that somebody had to make that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I said, but don't they it didn't teach. just evolve or bang into place. That's right. And I said, don't they teach evolution here? She said they do now. They teach evolution in their schools. And so they're even teaching the same garbage here that our kids are learning. Well, I said, so what's different for you? And um, she said, I said, because a lot of people are not going to look at that and still from the academic knowledge, as you said, and said somebody did it. She said, well, there was a tipping point. And I said, what was it? She said, my son, it's a crazy story. Who it, now, now, Sylvia's the same age as me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she's like a year older than me. She's born in 80. And 52. <laughs> and Holden. And. The, uh, so Sylvia's born in 80. I'm born in 81. She's 42. I'm, I'll be 41 this year. So Sylvia, she says, my son was born, who's 16 now, and when he was born, he aspirated his meconium. And the only reason I know what that is is because Aiden did the same thing. So she's telling me the story. Jessica's sitting there with me because it's just me and her that night. 
right? But Jessica's about ready to squall. Well, you know, Jessica, this is you know, this is an all Spanish conversation. Oh, but, okay. And Jessica's picking up about half of it, and mm-hmm. I said, so I'm listening to Jessica's like, Are you getting this? She's like, I don't know every word, but I know the story mm-hmm. because cool. she knows what she's explaining is the same thing that happened to Aiden, our oldest son. So she's telling the story, and I'm hearing the echo of my own, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, um, can I ask you, I said, why did that make you believe in God? She said, well, and he was just at the brink of not making it. And I just prayed and prayed. And I said, Lord, please help me. Please help me. And, and, you know, it's a miracle. He has zero disabilities, zero brain, you know, neurological issues, everything completely fine. I said, there's not going to be many people that can tell you this. I said, but I went through the same thing. I said, my son, I said, he had a little spot in his lungs about the size of a dime. That was the only usable spot of his lungs. And they had to oxygenate. They had to raise the oxygen level so much that that one little spot could supply the enrichment for his whole body. His oxygen content was so high. And I said, we went through the same thing. I said, can I ask you a tough question? And she said, what's that? And I said, what if he didn't make it? I said, you're basing on the fact that God exists because he made it. I said, what if he didn't make it? Then there's the silence. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, can, we, can we talk about how our faith can be rock solid without external things affecting it? And she said, now we got to. Yeah. And so that's what we did as we started this process. Well, you know, she said, I've been coming to church at San Miguel and, um, uh, you know, they're going to preach, you know, God's way to save man. And she said, I've heard these things about baptism. She said, I've been baptized too. She said, but there's just a lot of things that are confusing to me now because, you know, there's a lot of Bible that, that I hear now. But, and, and it's not, you know, you got to think from the pulpit, it's not designed mm-hmm. to give you all these things, you know, one person. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. You, you got to strengthen it's, the congregation. It's the number eight shot. Yeah. And so I said, let's, let's talk about it. And so, um, and and this is one of the times like you cash in chips and hope that it that it that it mm-hmm. plays. And uh, so we talked about. I said, "Have you ever brought somebody back to life?" And I don't even know the the word in English, but "revivir" is revive in Spanish. I said, "Revive them." I don't know what you'd call it, but you hit them with the paddles. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's called in English. So I couldn't even translate it in yeah. Spanish. But I said, "Have you ever done that before?" She said, "Yes." I said, do you remember the people that you did it to? She's like, well, yeah, I mean, I think so. You know, she's she's trying to mm-hmm. process. Yeah, yeah like, I, maybe. You know, like, I, I remember doing the action, but I don't necessarily remember the person. I said, do you think that person could tell that story? She said, what do you mean? I said, do you think the person that died and came back to life would know that he died and came back to life? Do you think that he'll tell that story of of him being born again? She said, yeah. I think it's probably a monumental moment for him. Because she said, I'm just not sure that I was baptized for the right reasons. So that's what I started with. Was mm-hmm. That person that you brought back to life, they'll always remember the moment they brought back, they came alive again. And that's what I used to teach her. Yeah, because that's the, that's the heart of the gospel, is if you can't, if you, if you can't see this, this monumental change, that something is totally different now. Then, then, then it was just some kind of religious practice you went through. Yeah. And, and and this is how, I mean, like, I was teaching, you know, I teach a new converts class generally every night. And um, I was teaching it, and there was a young lady 
that was working at the registration table. Her name was Noelia. Mm-hmm. And um, Armando, one of the preachers, came. He said, hey, I need to get the keys to the van. I didn't drive my truck today. I rode the bus. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And the um, I know how Armando drives. Yeah, right. I've rode and, shotgun with him. Yeah, well, the um, so I said, Armando, you're, I even told him, like, you're not on the insurance. Just, you know, just FYI. You know, he's like, well, we're just going to the beach. I was like, okay, well, what are y'all going to the beach for? He's like, well, Noelia wants to be baptized. I was like, in the ocean? He was like, yep, she wants to do it in the ocean. I was like, well, that's kind of inconvenient, ain't it? I was like, we got the little pool thing. And he was like, well, that's what she wants to do. Well, here's a cool story. This girl's 13, all right? I think I saw a picture of her on Phil's page. Okay, so, you know, they got, we got a picture of her when which, she's... Which I also saw like 17 other <laughs> right. people. We got a picture of her when she's two. Oh, neat. At, at a campaign like 10 years ago, right? And so she was there. Her family's been there the whole time. All her family's been faithful. This So you're sowing seeds. She's two, right? And all the kids' class singing the little mm-hmm. Nino songs. I asked her in Bible class, uh, the new commerce class, I said, so tell me, why the ocean? You know, what was so special about the ocean? And she said, this was cool. She said, it's been a lot of people in the pool this week, and we've got used to seeing them there. She said, I don't ever want to, in my mind's eye, see this as a casual thing. Mm-hmm. She said, I went to the ocean because I was the only one that did that, and I don't ever want to forget that that was my beginnings. And that's mm. coming from a 13-year-old. 13-year-old girl. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you think you're talking to a 30-year-old person here. Mm-hmm. And so our new converts class, like, she was the, the most mature one out of all of them in there, mm-hmm. you know, and the youngest. And and it was just an amazing thing to watch. And, you know, the um, – so – Well, and, that, and that's kind of seeing that generation of people coming up in the church and they're seeing their families being evangelistic and their families re- – like Christianity, they have validation to it, not just because of of evidence-based things, but because there's fruit-based things in their with their family. And, and that's one reason why so many kids are, are leaving the church because it's not real to their mom and their dad. That's And, and, and that's why water always finds its own level, Bob. You yeah. can preach and you can tell mm-hmm. and you can, this is what we need to do. And you ought to, it, it, none of that will ever come true until you're doing it yourself. I mean, it just will never be true. Yeah, I, I was always impressed with, uh, with how, you know, little, little Hector, you know. Yeah. And, and, and his, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, his age, but yet I'm not saying he was the most mature kid or whatever, but, you know, the the maturity level and certainly his knowledge of the scriptures and things Listen, is just. I'm telling you, man, it's a blessing. And and there was a guy there this week, and I, I kept thinking about this verse in 2 Timothy 2, too, that you, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach Teach others others also. Mm -hmm. So there was a guy with us this week that was converted from our podcast. Oh, Nate. That's awesome. So just think about that. There was a guy there this week that that I put in with Tom, right, at the beginning of the week. and He's from Honduras? No, he's from here. Okay. Every time you sit down there, you bang it. Okay. It makes a big bang noise. I hear it on our headphones. um, So the guy... I put him with Tom, and and it's so you know Tom. I mean, he's just gonna latch on. Oh yeah. And and at the end of the week, Tom was saying, "I hope I didn't wear him out." And Matthew Tom's was, like a python. Yeah. 
He's just gonna. And, and Matthew was saying, I hope I didn't wear a Tom out. And I was just inside, I was just <laughs> laughing. You know, like. He didn't wear Tom out, but the ladder did this morning. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. And so, so, you know, Tom, it was a great thing to watch one of our shepherds, you know, take somebody that wasn't even really one of his sheep, but. But he saw somebody that really wanted to get after it, and he worked with him and worked with him and worked with him all week long. And listen, by the end of the week, Matthew was teaching people himself. I mean, he was teaching people the gospel himself. And and you can just, I mean, you talk about earlier the, the value in going. Oh, dude. You know? And so if there's anybody watching that, yep. or, or, you know, one of the viewers that, that wants to go next year, um, tell them the process of, of how to go with you. Yeah, and and so our plan next year is right now is um, I mean this may be the time to go ahead and pull the bandaid off, but you know we we I've talked with the guys at Lamb for several years about doing our own campaign work, and um, you know I, I've done this so long, you know, in partnership with Lamb that um, I just think that we can do it ourselves. Not that I don't appreciate what they're doing or that that they're doing wrong things, and I don't mean to. If any of that sounds like I have any animosity towards them, I don't. I highly respect them. But I just think that we can plan it to suit our own circumstances, you know, if we do that that way. And whoever wants to come with us certainly is welcome to come with us. And so if you'd like to come with us and be a part of our team, you know, reach out to us here on the podcast. You know, you can check us on Facebook or or um, kwchurch.org backslash unscripted uh, or podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. What is it? kw.org kwchurch.org backslash unscripted or you can just contact us through the you know church email yep yep um, just go to kwchurch.org it's, it's reach, out, it, reach out to us on facebook yeah facebook and um and, and when do you have a time frame of when you're kind of going next well, year well we're going to we're going to certainly try to suit it to be our kids mm-hmm. here and so because we want our kids to go next year and um you know my oldest and Bob's. I don't know, you know Bob, how you feel about this, but you know your, you know our kids may be old enough now to where they can go too. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, but it's just a different environment. You know, you got to be. And you don't have to know Spanish to go, right? No, I mean I don't even. I mean, like everybody thinks Chris is so fluent in Spanish, and like I remember by the end of the week, I was translating a prayer. He is. He's I, listen, I was translating a prayer for one of the preachers, and I just got to the point I was like, I'm so thankful for Romans eight and the Holy Spirit can make all this stuff right, Lord. Just thank you. You know, I mean, I was so tired, I couldn't even think through what was being said. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. Flat about to fall that over. That ain't got to do with his translation skills. That's the fact that he's wore out. And but I'm just saying this. This is the thing: is that you know there's a place for you. Yeah. And and so just kind of a little bit of fruit on that. Um, also, um, and you don't have to give exact numbers, but can you give us kind of some rough numbers of, you know, conversions, restorations, and then yeah. about how many patients y'all saw the yeah. clinic? So typically speaking, we're going to see about 200 patients a day. Give away about a thousand prescriptions a day. Man. So a thousand, roughly a thousand patients a week, and yeah, and and you're going to probably you're going to have to six thousand uh, prescriptions. You'll have a three hundred and fifty Bible studies, something like that, by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that. Um, uh, let's see here. There were ten baptisms. I know Tom. There was one the last night, last hour. We're loading the bus. An old man wanted to obey the gospel, but he has a. Uh, prostate cancer and he has a tube and so like we had to get the doctors off the buses the nurses off the buses to kind of yeah. like trip's seal, not over y'all seal, seal right yeah. seal him up good healthy or whatever mm-hmm. you know so the, the whatever 
wouldn't get in. What I don't even mm-hmm. know what they were sealing up. I didn't yeah. even understand. You know, it's just way out of my league. And so they went in a special room. And you know, the the blessing is is that you know we saw ten people born again. Right? We saw. I know. I we studied with one person that was restored. Two people were restored. I know that. And but you can't. You can't. You can't justify this with a spreadsheet oh no it's so hard you know you you know we like to you know the reason why we want to know numbers i don't believe it so that we can feel like we're successful i don't think that's why we do that we we like to see numbers so that we can kind of wrap our minds around like when we start talking about these things what is it what is it kind of nebula you know how does it how does it come to fruition what does it look like you know in in the end and so you know you're going to see hundreds of patients a day you're going to see hundreds of kids a day you're going to see hundreds of of of, uh, uh, of people working. In the, I mean, needing help. You're going to see dozens of members of the Lord's Church teaching the gospel. And and you got to remember that everything done with the heart of evangelism is evangelism. Mm-hmm. So it's not just th- th- this. You know, with your Bible open. While your Bible open will always be the end all. There's just you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you, you've got to get to the you got to get to the book at some point. But you know, in a week's time, we'll give away as much prescriptions as a Walmart will in a month. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see in in a in a, in a week's time, you know, a, an overran clinic in America. I mean, you, no no clinic in there's not a, a walk in clinic that's going to do two hundred patients a day anywhere. Yeah, here. right. And yeah, somebody uh, George Roth, me and him were doing some work together last week, and he texts Dan. He's like, "How's it going?" He's like, "You know, what are you doing?" He's like, uh, "Crowd control." Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and you know, like you think about somebody like you know, or Dan, you know, Dan, Dan Duda, Duda. I mean, he's shown like a star, mm-hmm. and 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 they're just going through, and and you know, I could tell them like, guys, you can't fix everything that's wrong. You just got to get us going with what we need fixed right now. Yeah, and and it don't have to be a fifteen year fix. Yeah, they just got it's a swamp fix, and, yeah. and they were perfectly fine with that. And I mean, you know, and and you know. We we had another guy come with us that wasn't a uh, a member of the he wasn't a Christian until he went on the campaign but he mm-hmm. wanted his wife wanted him to go he wanted to go his wife encouraged him to go his mother in law was with us as a a uh, medical team person nurse mm-hmm. and you know the um, the first night there I said hey uh, you know a couple of us guys like to get together and you know just do some things to strengthen our faith and he said. Is it any way that I can have a conversation with you privately? And I was thinking, that's all I wanted, anyways. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, it was awesome hugging him Sunday, where he'd been yeah. become a Christian. And, and I'm telling you, back man, back here at church, you know, like um, the uh, what is it that you say? Who speaks first loses, or whatever, you know. And so we go through this process, you know, and we study for a couple of nights and. You know, I, I'm just trying myself, you know, hold myself together. You know, I'm tired. You know, you're just tired, yeah. you know. And, and um, you know, I, I study with the doctor. Then I study with him. Or I study with him. But then I study with the doctor. And I prefer to study with the doctor last because, you know, once I go through this, you know, all Spanish-speaking day, you know, I want when I'm done with it, I want to be done with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I want to go to bed, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I remember studying with him and – Real comfortable. I'm real comfortable with quiet, and I can just sit there real quiet. And he said, um, "Let's go." And 
I said, let's go where? He said, he couldn't finish the statement. Mm-hmm. And so I just, we went out to the swimming pool. It had fish in it. I don't know how a swimming pool's got, I mean, like there's so much chlorine in the water, you can't see the bottom, but there's fish. They're like, it's the cleanest water we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, it was a, it was the cleanest water we'd ever seen. Yeah. That's the truth. That's so cool. You know, he, uh, I got to announce that at the church Wednesday night. You know, we, he's been in, he's been in my radar for the last four years. And, you know, well, you primed the pump. Well, it's just t- together we're more, but that's, that's a whole other thing for like talking to people about the, uh, about this and mission trips. And I wanted to leave this with people is, is, uh, this is, you know, I. People will go. Well, I'm not going to do a wedding for somebody unless they're members of the church. You know, well, I did their wedding ceremony for them. We we'd studied, you know, b- before they got married, and um, and so had had laid out the gospel for them. But then it's up to them to decide if they're going to go through with the marriage or not. Well, they got married. Well, then, uh, you know, we he's got such a heart of gold. You know, we 2020 rolls around, these hurricanes roll through, and the one that hit Gulf Shores, and uh, I just put it out, you know, that we're going to go down and cut some trees. Well, he's like, I want to go. Well, that's a perfect opportunity to study, you know. So we studied then, and I'd asked him, I said, uh, this had been like a year and a half later. And so he he works away from the church, so he doesn't get to be here all the time. He works out of state. and uh, But I asked him, I said, uh, have you thought more about that conversation about baptism? He said, man, I think about it every day. And I was like, man. And uh, that's awesome. And uh, but then, you know, so so then I can think of a lot of church leaders and a lot of campaign leaders that be like, okay, you got to be a you got to be a baptized believer before you can go, you know, on a campaign. And um, and you know that's the so for if you're leading a, a church campaign or or whatever it might be, you can still allow people to go on your mission team. Use discretion. You got to use discretion, That's absolutely, right. and discretion. and you know you, you don't want to be taking somebody who's going to be going there and, and false teaching. But if you can, if if you know that that environment can influence them, yeah, I mean, this is a the first thing I started off with. This is a completely spiritual environment. Yeah, and 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 you meet so many. I mean, there's so many cream of the crop Christians that are yes. there from the states. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. And I told several of them like, hey, help me out here. Mm-hmm. You know, help me out with this situation and. I'm just telling you, like, you know, everybody wants to pat you on the back, you know, good job yeah. for teaching them. Yeah, I'm just telling you, it's doggone it, it's everybody. Yeah, well, that's you know? right. And we're just empty vessels for the Lord. Yeah, man. I mean, it's everybody that does it is 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 a part of it. And so it's never just one person. And so, you know, there's just, there. you know, could we tell a thousand more stories? I mean, I could tell you, like, like I'll finish with this. This is, do we got enough time to say this? Um, You got, like. Maybe two minutes. Okay, I can do this Tops. in a minute. So, one night, one of the brothers was preaching, and it was one of them storms that when the lightning strikes, it rattles the windows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And he's getting up there, and there's some visitors. I'm not kidding you. And it is raining so hard, you can't even hardly hear him, you know? Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, he, he does this number, and he's like, and I'm telling you what the – and. And I mean, the lightning strikes, and it scared the heebie-jeebies out of all of us, right? And 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 I'm telling you, Bob, he does this thing, 
it was, I mean, you would, it would look like it was staged because he's like, I ain't scared of the lightning. Boom. And doggone if it do it again. Right. And, and he's preaching along and he said, don't let a little bit of thunder and lightning scare you because we can. And he did it. And boom. This lady gets up and marches forward. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Yeah. She gets up and marches forward. And, and, like, she's literally thinking he's calling down thunder and lightning. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not. You know, you're, right. you're really yeah. – you, what you're doing is you're turning the world upside down. I mean, this campaign, I saw a preacher rain fire from the heavens down. <laughs> yeah. I saw a preacher that the magic word was misery. If he said, you want to – I mean, mercy. If you want to know the mercies of God, every time he would say that word, the wind would blow and raise the tent. I said, quit saying that word because <laughs> we can't get this tent to be held down. And in the middle of the night one night, I woke up to an earthquake. It was a 5.2 earthquake that hit while, while we're in the middle of our campaign. Man. And so I've seen heaven and earth move on a campaign, but nothing moves like the gospel does. And Amen. so that's where the real change comes. So if you want to be a part, we'd love you to have and come be a part with us. This is the Unscripted Podcast.